You're listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. The goal of this podcast is to help business owners be successful and gain the advantage. Nancy has helped some of today's top Fortune 500 companies across a wide spectrum of industries work through their toughest challenges. She can help you too. So if you can't find the solutions you need, there are no more books to read or workshops to attend. The Nancy Gaines Show can be the difference between your success and failure. And now your host, Nancy Gaines. Hi, this is Nancy Gaines, and welcome to the Nancy Gaines Show, where we provide actionable ideas for entrepreneurs to grow their business and be even more productive. The focus of today's podcast is all about how to tame your fears in business using meditation. And I'm super excited to have two very, very special guests with me, Tamara Green and David Dashinger. Let me tell you all about their company, and then I'll let them introduce themselves. Tamara and David founded Loving Meditations as a way to pay forward the benefits of meditation to those experiencing pain, stress, overwhelm, and fear during their cancer treatment experience. They discovered that meditation has deep roots in evidence-based results. You'll hear the story of cancer and how the combination of social work and music creates harmony and balance for individuals and business owners and those suffering from cancer. Welcome, Tamara and David. Thanks for sharing part of your day with us. What else do you want to add to the introduction? Maybe, Tamara, you go first. Tell us all about yourself. Oh, sure. Thank you for having us, Nancy. We're so happy to be here. So, yeah, I'm a psychotherapist. I have been for over 25 years, and uh, also for years I've been uh, helping mostly women navigate dating and relationships. So my specialty has really been in uh, relationships. And... uh, for years, for my kind of psychotherapy and coaching community, I created guided meditations, and I just did it because I was, I felt like I was very called to do it, and David then came in, and he'll tell you more uh, about what he's been up to, <laughs> up to all these years, but he started creating music, gorgeous music, because he's a composer, to uh, the guided meditation. So we had quite a YouTube uh, following for probably seven, eight years, um, and then the cancer diagnosis came. And I'll let, I'll let David take over at this point to tell you that part of the story, but I just wanted to give you... Um, kind of a backdrop as to how we got to working together on loving meditations. Awesome. And for the listeners who don't know, because I don't think I teed this up, you guys are a couple. Yes, we're married. We left that part off. (laughs) (laughs) So it's been over 23 years. (laughs) Yep, we're a married couple. And uh, what I would say, um, and we joke about this, is um, how can a musician and a social worker be in business together. Like, what could they possibly do that would that would be a viable business? And um, so, this is in in our story. It's really a um, a series of going through open doors and uh, and being open to possibilities. Uh, so, the cancer journey started very unexpectedly with a trip to the barber shop, and the barber noticed something on my neck that I'd never seen, didn't feel, and once he pointed it out, it was I, obvious I had to go to get it checked out and led to a series of doctor's appointments and scans and procedures which resulted in ultimately a surgeon 
walking in the room and saying the five words that just changed everything, and that was, you have stage four cancer. Um, so that was a moment of uh, complete shock and disbelief, and there's just no preparation that uh, one could possibly have to be ready to receive that kind of uh, news. And that launched us into a, a journey which lasted for about six months. And probably a couple of weeks into it, we realized, you know, we got to really fall back on our practice of mindfulness and gratitude and meditation to get through this uh, with more ease for various reasons. One is the treatment was grueling. Um, it really meant that I couldn't work or eat or sleep very well and a number of other things that we take for granted. And Tamara will probably talk to this more, but as a caregiver, she had to really step up in a couple of ways to uh, to be there 100%. So um, this was, you know, a supreme epic life challenge that um, we really felt like we needed to pull out the tools from the toolbox in order to get through it uh, with more ease and uh, and to successfully navigate all the uh, all the challenges. Wow. How are you feeling now? Now, cancer-free, feeling great. Um, life is good. Excellent. And so I'm going during to... the treatment, based on what I read in your website, you came up with this idea of meditation in the waiting rooms. Is that right? That's correct. It's, it's kind of a calming um, program that we, we kind of came on the idea because we spent a lot of time in doctors' waiting rooms. Um, in hospital waiting rooms, and we found that a lot of times in that area, they're showing news or chatty talk shows that kind of amp up the stress level at a time when you really need to be calming down. So we wanted to do something that was uh, going in the opposite direction, something that would really help people feel more receptive and relaxed and less anxious going into stuff like scans and, and exams. So it's a combination of uh, nature imagery, calming music, and inspiring positive messages. We kind of call them uh, mindful Snapple facts that uh, try to you know try to bring in some of the um, positive stuff about how miraculous the body is, and you know, remind people that you know we have a lot of uh, a lot of opportunity to use our time wisely. So that's in a nutshell. That's what Loving Meditations TV is all about. So from a business standpoint, how easy has it been to get doctors and hospitals to agree to have your product in there? It's, um, sometimes it's a challenge because you know, th- things are moving technologically. Um, they're constantly moving. So one of the things that we found as a challenge is that more people are just on their personal device rather than TVs. And some hospitals and doctors' offices are moving away from actually having a TV in the waiting room. So that kind of ties into our app, which is um, it has got some of the same content on it, but it's something that's delivered to people's personal device. Yeah, I would think it'd be hard to get doctors to agree to that, only because, one, you have to catch their time. I think they would buy in once they heard the story, but they just always seem so busy nowadays. So... If, so the ones that you can't get it into the doctor's office, you're promoting the app to the doctor or directly to the consumer? We do both. Um, it's something we offer to medical practitioners that they can do in a, uh, for their patients as a group 
and it's something we offer to individuals uh, through uh, subscriptions. Uh, we have the app available on the the App Store, and also it's available as a web app. So it's different platforms, and basically anyone can watch it uh, on any device, and that's the way we typically deliver our meditations and mindful content. That's so cool. So, Tama, you're kind of the medical side of this. What led you to discover that meditation is evidence-based? I thought that was kind of a neat word, evidence-based. Yeah, there's uh, quite a number of... Uh, a growing number, I should say, because it's more and more all the time, growing number of research studies that show that meditation, whether you know, you're know you going through the major life challenge of, let's say, cancer or any kind of uh, other major illness or even in the workplace, whatever, m- meditation or some kind of a mindfulness technique can dramatically reduce stress, anxiety, depression, sleeplessness, um, you know, you a better outcome. I mean, it just the list goes on and on and on. And um, so, the 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 beauty of meditation is that it just doesn't matter, or mindfulness, I should say, or both. It just doesn't matter what you're doing or where you are. If you're in a moment where you know that you're uh, stressed and um, you know too much in your mind. A simple, simple technique just like breathing, you know, breathing in all the way and focusing on the air coming into your lungs and breathing out and focusing on the exhale can do wonders in terms of calming everything, calming your entire system, your nervous system, your your muscular system, everything. It just calms everything down. And, I, and we're just so excited about all the research out there um, that keeps uh, – proving this to be um, the case. It's so funny. As I was preparing the questions yesterday, which was Sunday, because this will come live on a Wednesday, and then today I was going to, I just became a volunteer for SCORE, S-C-O-R-E. Oh, they sure. help. Are you familiar with SCORE? We love SCORE. Yeah, they, they helped us get our business started. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a great success story. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad that they accepted me to be a mentor. I'm actually going to be part of their workshops where I train a couple times a month versus one-on-one. But I'm listening to the CD. Yes, my car's old. I have a CD (laughs) about brain stuff, and I bought these for a whole different reason, but they turned out to be very academic. And today's, today's class was all about how meditation is actually good for your brain because it kind of rebuilds the cells. It was more technical than that, but I got the gist. Do you think that's true, that it can actually, like, rebuild some of the cells or at least, like, um, Think of a muscle, like when you exercise a muscle at the gym, the muscle gets bigger. Do you think that's possible? Yeah, absolutely, uh, and it goes even deeper than that. So, you know, we have, um, D, you know, we have DNA, right, in each cell, and each DNA on, on either end of, both ends of the DNA are what, are, they're, they're like these little corkscrews grew kind of uh, antenna called telomeres. And the studies show that your telomeres get longer. So it's, think of it as your antennae, <laughs> you know, keeps growing so, and getting longer. So you're more and more in tune with your, uh, your own higher wisdom, your own, um, you know, the wisdom of the universe kind of thing. You just keep getting more and more calm and quiet so that you can actually tune into your own wisdom as well. And, yeah, I mean, I was even watching uh, something 
um, more recently about what it does, um, what it triggers in the brain. It just activates feel-good hormones as well, you know, endorphins. And um, it, it feels good to be going within, focusing on your body. So when you, you know, where your mind goes is where energy goes. So if you're, if you're focused on your mind, there's a good chance you're um, tensing up because a lot of what the mind creates is not feel good. A lot of it is not feel good. But when you just focus on a part of your body, let's say right now if you just focus on the palm of your hand and you look at your hand and you notice the lines on your hand and you notice the fingers and you even kind of get a sense of what it feels like the air hitting the palm of your hand and the more details you, you know, you're, how you're describing what this feels like and what your palm looks like and all the lines and the, the, the joints and if you rub your fingers together, what starts to happen is you're actually quieting the mind and then it actually releases um, hormones that feel good. It That's really good. cool because a lot of times I know people, especially us, you know, business owners, we want ho- cold, hard facts and you know, meditation can be seen as woo-woo or even being present could be seen as woo-woo. So it's kind of nice to hear some of the science behind this, that it actually works. And maybe someone who's sitting on the fence would be a little bit more open-minded. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll let you guys decide who answers this next question. How can entrepreneurs use meditation in their business, perhaps when they're feeling fearful or because the business has ups and downs? What are some easy things they could do right now? Sure. And I'll just um, tag on to what you were just saying, Nancy, that – if you do a Google search for, say, celebrity or famous people and meditation, uh, an impressive list of not only actors and musicians, but also um, CEOs of Fortune 500 companies and uh, famous politicians on Capitol Hill will show up as uh, famous meditators. So it is um, really rapidly becoming something that is embraced by people that are um, cutting-edge leaders in all different professions. Um, but it, you know, as far as career goes and mindfulness slash meditation, meditation doesn't have to look like you're sitting on top of a mountain in Nepal with, uh, you know, with uh, your fingers touching and your knees in a full lotus position. Um, we have a lot of things that can easily be done anytime, anyplace. So in business, as in other parts of life, there's some sometimes we're really like dealing with a situation where there could be fear involved, whether it's you know trying to seal the deal and close the deal or go into a meeting or just the unknown. Um, so we have a lot of very quick and easy mindful tips that or tools that we've used in throughout the medical challenges, but they could be useful for business, career, relationship. Um, some of them are as simple as um, if you're sitting in a waiting room, say waiting for an important meeting, to look around the room and find something that interests you and just describe it to yourself. So without judging it, describe the shape, the color, the weight, the density, texture, um, just subjective observations. And the mind really loves doing this. So once you've done one thing, move to a second object. It could be a lamp, could be a couch, could be... Um, a painting on the wall, and you'll find that after you do two or three of these, you've now shifted out of this kind of thinking mindset where fear is, um, becomes more prevalent 
uh, because we have something like 60,000 thoughts every day, the thoughts will start quieting, and then you're kind of getting into that place of more presence, and you can allow you can allow what is or the the possibility of what could be to to be more of a factor rather than worrying about the future, what's going to happen next, what's going to happen, um, you know, five minutes from now. So that's just one example of a, of a tool that we've used in many different situations. So what happens when entrepreneurs' minds start wandering off the meditation into what they need to get done? How do they bring that back? Yeah, so, you know, it's it happens to everybody, even the most seasoned meditators, of course, the mind comes back in, right? So the the key is just, it's no biggie. Don't make any big deal out of it. Like, oh, yeah, I just noticed I, I just went off uh, my little, you know, describing objects and I went back into fear. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, all right, let me pick another or let me take a deep breath. Or let me focus on a part of my body right now. Or let me just find three things that I'm grateful for. And then you may slip back back into fear again. And then you go, oh, how funny. I just went back into fear. Let me do again. So when you keep doing that, what you're doing is it, it, you keep activating different parts of your brain. You know, So fear, you're like into the amygdala part of your brain. But then when you get back into, I don't know, gratitude or focusing on an object or maybe uh, a part of your body or whatever, then you get back into another part of your brain, which actually feels much better, feels lighter. So it's, it's kind of like when you're in some sort of judgment, which fear is, you're judging that, you know, something, right? It doesn't feel very good. But when you're not in judgment, you're just in presence, which is awareness, it just feels better. It feels lighter and calmer. Oh, that's so simple. Mm-hmm. You totally simple. broke it down into a way people can, can grasp that. That totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I noticed you guys are getting the word out about all sorts of stuff on podcasts and radio shows. What is your strategy for finding these venues and, and getting booked? Well, we, um, we certainly know um, some podcasters who have been, been very generous about um, sharing us with some of their uh, favorite um, companion podcasters, and, um, which is how we connected with you, Nancy, of course. And um, So we found that there's a network of podcasters, actually, that uh, are very supportive of each other. And if they find that you have something valuable, valuable content, they are more than happy to share that with their um, their, you know, their fellow podcasters that they network with. So that's really worked um, amazingly for us in a, a short amount of time, um, particularly right now as we're uh, on, a, on the path to launching a book in a few days. Um, people have just stepped up when they hear about it um, to offer us a spot on their podcast. So we've been, um, we've been really grateful to uh, that show of support that uh, all the podcasters have um, stepped up with. Podcasters are amazing people. I've had some really, really cool guests on my show. I've been guests on other people's show. It's just a really nice community. So let's, you just dropped the, uh, the hint about your book. Let's hear about this amazing book. Sure. We, um, we, we decided to pay forward um, not only with our, with our Med- Loving Meditations app, but we decided to pay forward our, uh, the story of our journey and what we learned and, the, and also include the tools that helped us throughout into a book, and the book is called Live Calm with Cancer and Beyond. So it's interesting 
because we wrote it from the perspective of the patient, which is my part of the chapter, and then from the perspective of the caregiver, which is Tamara's part of the chapter. And then we added in, like I said, uh, some meditations that are directly um, derived from our app and some mindful tools like we just uh, talked about so that the reader can kind of uh, get a lot of different um, perspectives on dealing with the challenge from the beginning of the uh, journey to the end and actually beyond the journey. That's really cool. So what are some um, new tips people might not have thought about, maybe one or two tips on on your journey that's going to help someone if they're suffering from cancer or something else? Again, it's you hear this a lot, and it's it's something you almost can't overstate. Breathing is an amazing uh basic thing that we do and we sort of take for granted but when you start to use your breathing as a way to get calm and centered and present it has just amazingly powerful benefits so as an example um, personally I had success getting through a MRI scan where you're in a kind of a claustrophobic environment and um, I was actually improperly medicated so I was very oh, no. hyper on some steroids that <laughs> I didn't really need to have but so um, I found myself wanting to panic and get out of the machine so I remember that we had this um, just focus on on the breath um, and so what I did was I put my full attention on on the breathing for about five minutes until I completely forgot about the panic and the fear and as long as I was able to keep focusing on my breath and there was no problem whatsoever. It was kind of like, like we've been saying, quieting the, uh, the monkey mind, which uh, that's, that's the, the mind that wreaks havoc and kind of takes us off out, out of our game. That's really good advice. I know a couple times in life I've really panicked. One of them was learning how to scuba dive. Mm-hmm. And oh, <laughs> do you wow. scuba dive, either of you? Um, no, but no. I do something similar where you're breathing in a self-contained breathing apparatus. Yeah, so you know it's kind of freaky when you're supposed to be going up toward the, you know, coming out of the water and instead you're going down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happened to me, and I wish I would have known the trick of just stay calm and get things under control because, of course, I panicked and didn't ever want to scuba dive again, but adjusted myself off. But that's one situation. And then I've taken hot yoga before, and mm. it's so hot in that room with Bikram yoga when I could just feel my head getting light, and I'm like, okay, just breathe. So that time I did remember. So that's a really easy easy trick to remember when you're feeling a little out of control. Just breathe. And if I can just add another quick little uh, tip about breathing. So remember I said before where your mind goes, energy goes. So usually when you're even dizzy or, you know, in fear or, um, you know, feeling tense or stressed in any way, you've got way too much energy going on in the head. So when you breathe in, in fact, just go ahead and breathe in, filling up your lungs completely with a fresh breath, and then when you exhale, consciously move that energy down out of your head and down into your body, down into your legs, and down into your feet, where you actually focus on your feet, 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 feet. And then you take another deep breath in. And then exhale again, consciously move the energy down, 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 down your body, down your legs, and down to your feet and toes. And then you start to feel the connection between, you know, the feet and the floor, and the the floor and the earth, and you start to feel more and more grounded as you keep moving the energy down, 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 down. 
and that right there can be uh, a super fast, <clears throat> excuse me, quick and easy way to get calm. Very cool. Boy, you guys are just full of chips today. <laughs> so is our book and app. <laughs> so where can people find the book and the app? We have uh, two pages on the Internet that are just de- dedicated to uh, each of those. The one for the book is called livecalmwithcancer.com. And the one for the Loving Meditations app is called CalmCancerStress.com. And we have a general website, which is LovingMeditations.com, which has both the book and the app and more. Awesome. So listeners, go check that out. This can work whether you're feeling ill or just need some calm ideas. So here is the fun question. I'm going to let each of you answer it separately. And um, David, you go first. If you had one more hour in your day, what would you do with it? That would be so cool, right? Um, <laughs> 25 hours you get. Yeah, what yeah. would you do with that extra hour? I, I just came across this term which kind of describes what I would do, and it's called compassionate creativity. Um, I love creating, and I feel like I could have that one more hour. I would create a little more inspirational art that would be of service to others. I love working in something called fractals which is like three-dimensional realities, and we've used it in the app a little bit, but I'd love to explore that more, and that, that extra hour would be the, the perfect opportunity to do that. Cool. Tamara, what would you do? <clears throat> yeah, his fractal art is amazing, by the way. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so what I would do is I would, in the... Um, spirit of being a contribution to self-care to myself, I would actually ask my body, hey, what do you need right now? In this extra hour, what do you need? Do you need rest? Do you need to get up and dance? Do you need to go outside for a walk? You know, do you need to uh, whatever? Just ask how you know, I can be a contribution to me and then just do it, completely honor it. That's kind of a cool answer. Both of those. <laughs> nice job, guys. So what's fractional art? I don't really know what that means. Um, well, fractals are mathematical equations that were discovered, um, and they're sort of infinite. So when they get um, computed, and now with computers you can do amazing stuff with it, um, it's, it's, you can look like you're flying through a, um, another world in it could be literally anything. So it could be look like uh, the ruins of, of an ancient civilization. And the amazing thing is that it just keeps going infinitely. So it's like you keep going deeper and deeper and deeper. And as you keep going, it just keeps unfolding. So there's just infinite possibility. And the fascinating thing is it's, like, it's kind of like life, right? It's got all these parameters. And if you change a few parameters, you really change the reality inside this fractal world. And... In life, if you change a couple of parameters in your beliefs and judgments and you know, the way you're uh, looking at life, it can actually change your, your reality as well. So um, that's just a fun, fun little thing to play with. So do you do it on the computer or do you use paint or pencils or paper? It's, um, it's all done on the computer because it's a lot of math going on behind the scenes and you can now do it on an iPad so you can get you know, your fingers involved and actually kind of it's more tactile than moving a mouse, but um, you, can, you can sort of steer your path into this fractal world now with the iPad by tilting it and, and turning it left and right. Very cool. You guys have been awesome today. What else would you like to add that I didn't think to ask you? 
Hmm, good question. I think the one point that Tamara just started uh, touching on is that we do talk about mindfulness and meditation quite a bit. Um, and one thing that we don't want to forget about is our bodies are with us throughout the whole life experience. And um, there's, there's a whole conversation going on there. Sometimes we're not listening or honoring what the body is telling us. But uh, we just found that through, you know, through our experiences that um, the more that we can be in touch with the body and to be, obviously, to be grateful for what it does because so much miraculous stuff is happening behind the scenes that we just don't even think about. Um, the body is just, it's our friend, right? We want to take care of it. We want to acknowledge it and um, and have it there for us when we need it the most. So uh, certainly when undergoing a lot of stress or medical procedures, um, we found that doing something positive for the body after the fact to take care of it, whether that was good nutrition or acupuncture or massage or yoga, um, those are really important, uh, as well as taking care of the mind. We like to emphasize that we should take care of our bodies. That's great. I'll tell you one quick story. When I when I was young, my grandpa on my mom's side had fake teeth, so like dentures, and he used to mm-hmm. take them out and make faces all the time, which was creepy when you're a kid, right? <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, take care of your teeth or you're going to end up like this. So he kind of did it creepy but also as a lesson, and ever since that I've been really, really taking care of my teeth. And now I'm going to listen to what you guys say and expand that to my entire body because you're right, you just get one body. And when mm-hmm. it's gone, it's gone. Yep. Right, and I'm always thinking about, you know, because I'm a relationship expert, what's the relationship? You know, what's the relationship that you're having with your business? What's the relationship that you're having with your body? What's the relationship that you're having, you know, with your partner or with your family? What's the relationship? Who are you being in this relationship? And how can you be a contribution to these relationships with yourself, you know, your inner self, your inner child, your body, your business, all of this. So, you know, go ahead and ask. Have a relationship and ask, hey, body, you know, just I'm just going to stand here and listen to you. What do you need? And you'll get the answer. Maybe it's rest. Maybe it's go out and play and have fun. Maybe it's, um, maybe it's even to have... Uh, you know, some kind of protein or food or something. But just listen and you really will get the answer. Oh, that's so true. I know sometimes my body says, you know what, you really need a salad. And other days, mm-hmm. I usually get up. As an entrepreneur, we get to make our own schedule, which is super cool. And most days I'm up by 6 a.m. and I work out right away. But some days I, I'm just like, you know what, my body's saying, I think you need just another hour of sleep. Not to be lazy, but truly it needed sleep. So that right. you're you're on board with that, Tamara. Yeah. So true. Well, guys, thank you so much for taking time to be on the show today. Lots of great information for entrepreneurs and, and everybody, really. Listeners, I just added some rapid results days on my calendar for Q1. This is where you accelerate your business in just one day instead of coaching, which can take many months. Go to nancygains.com slash rapid results 
You can learn more there. And if you loved our show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. And until next time, go out and gain the advantage. You've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show, where you can gain the advantage. To schedule a VIP strategy day or speed consulting session with Nancy, connect with her on her website, nancygaines.com. That's Nancy, G-A-I-N-E-S, dot com. On Twitter, Nancy L. Gaines. And on LinkedIn, Nancy Gaines. Be sure to check back on Nancy's website for new episodes. Until next time, you've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. Go out and gain the advantage.